Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From the front office studios in the luxurious Whispering Heights living and entertainment community in Edwardsville, welcome to the Metro Esports Podcast, season number four, show number six, recorded Monday, March 6th, 2023. I'm Dave Leip. Show number six features Coach Imes and his O'Fallon Township High School Bowlers, who just recently finished second place in state, Steve Porter, and Bill Roseberry are here to talk about the upcoming Gallatin Awards. But first, we have Aubrey Wallace of Civic Memorial High School, cross-country basketball and soccer, and she is here to accept her Charitable Champion Award, which includes a $500 check to her favorite charity. Thanks to partners Cassens, Chrysler, Dodge Jeep and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquis, Jeb and Ginger, Blasting Game, Integrity Spine, and Joint Center. Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, and Wang Gang Asian Eats. We're talking all things sports in the Metro East. Three things you can do to help the podcast. Number one, subscribe to it. It's free and you love it. Number two, follow us in all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and of course, Instagram. And if you have a story idea, please email me at mespdave at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team, could be a middle school team, a high school team, you name it. To nominate a team for Team of the Month, send your suggestion to mespdave at gmail.com. Please put Team of the Month in the subject line. Chad Oak. Chad Opel, welcome back to the show. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. The head man here at front office. Good to see you. Great to be here. Great to be seen. You love Good doing this, you. don't you? Have you considered quitting your career <laughs> to just go into podcasting? Not at all. Uh, I still get very nervous being on the show, but you make it easy for me, Dave. Appreciate it. First of all, let's define the charitable champion just in case there's somebody out there who doesn't know what the charitable champion award is. What is it? Yeah, we look at every month recognizing a local student athlete that is not only excelling on the court, on the field, but also doing a great job in the classroom and trying to do a great job in the community. And we want to recognize those student athletes and, and you know make them feel good about the accomplishments they're having in all three of those areas and award them and, you know, get them thinking about being philanthropic and give them a check to, to make a donation to their favorite local charity. And these young people can be nominated by coaches, athletic directors, neighbors, you name it. Correct. And then $500 for the charity of the charitable champions choice. Welcome to the show. This month's charitable champion, Aubrey Wallace of Civic Memorial High School. Yes, thank you for having me. And you are a busy girl. I am. <laughs> you play three sports at CM. I played, yes, I've played soccer and basketball all four years, but just two years of cross country. Why do you want to do all these sports? What keeps you motivated to, to go from sport to sport to sport? Why don't you take a season off? Well, I'm a very competitive person, and so that's honestly my lifestyle. It's... And sports is a big part of that, you know. There's a lot of competition in sports. And it just gives me a chance to meet a lot of new people and have really good friendships. So, 
What are you going to miss about playing these sports at Civic Memorial High School next year when you're doing something else? The community and how many people support you throughout it. Um, even though we didn't have the best basketball season this year, we still had so many people come and support us at all of our games. Well, your, your program is excellent. The girls' basketball program at Civic Memorial is excellent, and the cross-country program, Coach Peel, is excellent, and the soccer program is excellent, too. And it was your soccer coach, actually, Mr. Jarman, yes. who nominated you for this award. So I think you're lucky. I think you get to be in three outstanding programs, and I think things are headed in a great direction in the community and at CM High School. So congratulations to you. Congratulations to everybody at CM High, at CM High School. So good job. Thanks. Okay, but – being a great athlete and, and taking place and, and taking part in all these sports is only part of the award. You have to be a leader in the classroom also. And I'm looking at your list. Chad, you want to describe this girl's list of academic uh, yeah, accolades? Absolutely. I mean, it's just uh, – it's, it's filling up the page here. All-State Scholar, National Honor Society, uh, Grand Marshal. What's Grand Marshal? Yeah. So my junior year, I was a marshal at the gradu graduation ceremony. Okay. That's a cool honor. Very cool. Uh, student of the month many times, high honor roll every semester. That's 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 impressive right Thank there. You. Very cool. Uh, hardest working student in the classroom is what Coach Jarman had said about you. That's awesome. That's a really good. That's a really good thing for somebody to say about you. Yes. The epitome of what every teacher and coach could hope for in a student athlete. Is that you? What that's are they talking me. about? How would you describe yourself? Hardworking. Um, I always try to get involved in the classroom, raise my hand, answer questions. If it's, like, awkward and silent whenever the a teacher's teacher, just yeah. staring at you waiting for an answer, I always try to answer it because it's awkward. And I'm like, well, I know the answer. You like so. to talk. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you want to study in college? Biology. Where do you want to go? Um, so I'm going to play soccer there, too. Oh, you are? Oh, cool. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I feel like... Uh, like a, quite a few CM girls are going have gone to mm -hmm. UMSL. You got a couple there playing basketball, yes. right? Mm -hmm. I see. I remember all that. That's great. Okay, and your donation is going to where? The Boys and Girls Club of Bethalto. Why? Well, that's where my sports began. I started playing soccer and t-ball through the Boys and Girls Club, and also my grandpa. He had a wrestling team through the Boys and Girls Club, so that it was really important to him. And I just think that this organization is really awesome because it gives kids a chance to learn and grow and have the opportunity to get started in sports and just gives them a chance to, like, have a place to go if they don't have anywhere else to go. It's a great place. Cool. I love that organization. How many times, how many times have Bethalto kids been recognized and how many times have they given the money to the Boys and Girls Club of Bethalto Coach? This is our third CM athlete in the last uh, almost two years we've been doing this, and this is the second time that that uh, organization has been chosen. So I love it. $1,000 to them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> how about that? It's a great place. I, I try to attend their annual gala every year. I try to play in their golf tournament every year. Just love what they're doing in the community. Okay, how old were you when you first started playing soccer? You said you got your start there? Yeah, I was five, maybe, four or five. And what position do you play in soccer? Midfield. Love it? Yes. What are your strengths as a soccer player? I would say my mental toughness and also my aggression. Um, even though I'm, like, 
five foot. <laughs> I still try to give it my all and just. You're an aggressive player. I am. Are you a physical player? Yeah, I try to be. And where does that come from? Is that just naturally who you are? Or you said grandpa started the wrestling club. Is it just like a wrestling it, physical vibe in your family or what? It definitely comes from him, I'd say. But, yeah. All right. Did we talk about all this good stuff in the community? Uh, volunteers, FCA, Christmas, Adopt-A-Family, Spanish Tutor, Hope Center Volunteer, Junior Eagles Basketball Volunteer, Fresh Mentors, Camp Coach at Basketball and Soccer Youth Camps. You're involved in a lot of stuff. I <laughs> yeah. you, Do you ever sleep? Like, when do you have time to relax? Yeah. I sleep I sleep a lot. Okay. What's Fresh Mentors? It's um, a group of kids at my school, and we help with, like, the incoming eighth grade tours and freshman orientation. Wow. That's a, co- that's a cool concept. Yeah. My brother was is an incoming freshman next year, so I got to lead his group. Oh. So that was fun. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You want to cool. study bio because you want a career in – medical field potentially or do you know yet what you want to what you want to do so I first I wanted to become a physical therapist because when I tore my ACL last year I had to go through a lot of physical therapy and um, I just really liked it I like the hands-on activities but I started thinking and I really liked being involved in the classroom and so I changed it to be a science teacher okay yeah all right wow some coaching, maybe? Yes, I want to be a soccer coach. She she reminds me of Katie Hoppy. I mean, just bulldog, go get three sport athlete, go get it done. Tough, tough kid. Yeah. Coach Jarman, the person who nominated you for, for this award, obviously you're thinking about a similar career. In what way did he inspire you potentially to want to follow this path? He's a great coach and he's really involved like with the relationships between the coaches and athletes. Um, if you need anybody to talk to, he's always there and he really, he gives good advice on and off of the field and he's just a really good overall guy. Tell me some good advice he gave you. Well, last year I was on the bench the entire soccer season and he was always so positive and he brought combos to every single soccer game and we'd eat them on the bench together and um, he, it wasn't really what he said, but it was just like how he's always so positive, and that really carried over in my recovery. That's awesome. Food, coach. Yeah. Food, Chad. That's what I'm hearing. It's yep. like if you want to bring these, you want to motivate these kids, bring them combos, bring yeah. combos on the bench. Mm-hmm. How about, yeah, that's great. Congratulations to, uh, to Mr. Jarman, to, to Derek Jarman, the dean of students yes. there, right? He's not the AD and he's not a principal. Right. Does he teach? No. But he is a very positive guy. You can tell by the way he nominates these kids yeah. that he's proud of them mm-hmm. and he wants to share their accomplishments. So kudos to him yeah. as he was well. A, he was a fifth grade teacher before the dean of students. So That's cool. Yeah. Good for him mm-hmm. and, good, and good for you. And you're going to be a great teacher and a great coach. I'm, I'm looking you. forward to, to watching you do uh, terrific things at UMSL. And you have to come back and tell us how, how it goes, okay? I will. You let sure. us know. Awesome. All right. Aubrey Wallace, our latest charitable champion, Civic Memorial High School. Congratulations. Thanks so much. Thank you. Hall of Famer Steve Porter up in just just one second. But before we get to Steve, everybody has a bunch of great – Edwardsville has a bunch of great restaurants. Everybody, Edwardsville. I'll see I'm off to a terrible start, Steve. You're doing great. 
Edwardsville has a bunch of great restaurants, but at the top of my list is Wang Gang Asian Eats. I've been a huge fan for years. Why? Their contemporary Asian menu is loaded with innovative takes on classic Asian flavors. Tasty appetizers like potstickers, choo-choo shrimp, and crab rangoon. Delicious entrees like their famous drunken noodle and the dragon poke bowl combined with their unique bar menu and world-class service makes Wang Gang a perfect destination for date night, family night, or even Sunday brunch. But if Asian ain't your thing, pop into Chappie's right next door for the best burgers, fried chicken shakes, and the coldest beer on the planet. Located just west of Edwardsville High School in University Point Number 2, a.k.a. Edwardsville Food Courts. It's easy to find, and you'll be glad you checked out both places. By the way, all guests who appear on this podcast get a free shake at Chappie's. And big thanks to partner Cassin's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned car, check out Cassin's Inventory in person where they've been for 25 years or online at Cassin's.com. Cassin's has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. Want to guess how many cars I've, I've purchased there, Steve? Uh, probably 10 or 12. Uh, not that many. I purchased four vehicles there and I will not purchase a car or a truck or a minivan anyplace else. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassins is the clear cut leader for quality service and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. Welcome to the show. Legendary sports scribe, local media icon, and St. Louis Sports Hall of Famer, Steve Porter. Hey, Dave. I, and you know what? I just went for supper. You won't believe it. Where'd Wang, you go? Wang Gang. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. And was it great? As Joe May would say, marvelous people, fabulous food. How about that? What'd you get? I had Drunken the, Noodle. The General Wang. It was great. And it was just awesome. That's all I needed. And now I'm going to Chappie's with this free shake one of these days. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. All right. Well, fill us in. How was the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame? It was wonderful. What a, a exciting night, not only for me, but for nine other people that went in. Of the 10 people that went in, and from all walks of life, all sports, all were from the 618 area, and nine of the 10 were from Madison or St. Clair County. So it was really a local Illinois, Southwestern Illinois Sports Hall of Fame night. And that included the one and only Tom Pyle. And when Tom was up there to speak, we have interviewers. And then uh, they interview the person, talk five or six minutes. The interviewer asked Tom one question. That's all it took. Was it, how you doing, Tom? No, I, I forget what the question was because the, the interviewer had to jump in with a question and Tom went, Left, right, center, forwards, backwards, everywhere, all over the place. But he was hilarious as usual. That's a very dangerous proposition. Open mic, Tom Pyle. The good thing is the interviewer has has the opportunity to cut him off. Joe Pot. Joe Pot. In fact, Joe did a, a great interview because he had to listen. And, <laughs> you know, and like I always tell people, you don't learn anything by talking. You learn by listening. 
And 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 Joe knew when to cut Tom off too, which is a, a trick in itself. Well, I think that the timer knew when to cut Mr. Pyle off, but there were some other uh, heavyweights that went in for sure. We had Joe Bauer on the show right. last week, and he accepted on behalf of his uncle. Hank Bauer, great-uncle Hank Bauer. Yeah, Hank uh, was from East St. Louis, went to Old Central Catholic High School there, which the forerunner of Assumption. I've never even heard of that. It was a forerunner of Assumption. It okay. was downtown East St. Louis. Hank played for the Yankees, managed the Orioles, eight World Series rings, eight of them, seven as a player for the Yankees, and they managed the 66 Orioles at one. And Jill Gomerick was there, the great golfer. The Gomericks and Bowers are related. Right. And they filled up about – a third to half of, of, of the hall that night it was a sellout, the biggest crowd they've had, close to 400 people. And uh, it was just marvelous. I got to interview Don Freeman, who played at Madison 62, one of the greatest high school basketball players to come out of the area. Kathy Snipes, who was a great basketball player at Alton. And Mike Goodrich, who was an outstanding uh, sprinter at East St. Louis and then University of Indiana. So we had athletes from all walks of life. Itchy Jones was there. One of the greatest nicknames of all time. Oh yeah, Itchy. Did he play with Scratchy? Uh, I don't know. That that would make a that would make a good double play comment. Have we? Has anybody ever asked him how he became Itchy Jones? There's a story, but I'm not uh, I'm not sure of it or don't remember it. But you mentioned Scratchy. You know, you had Tinker's Devers to Chance. You could have had Tinker's to Scratchy to Itchy. Something like that. Anyway, all right. Well, congratulations. How many Halls of Fame is this for you now? Uh, this would be five, Dave. Wow. Il- Illinois Basketball Coaches Association, Amateur Softball Association, Alton City Golf, uh, and Alton Athletics Hall of Fame, and then the St. Louis. So, And these are all for your work as a reporter. Yes. Yeah, Media that, person. Yeah, I, I, I didn't go in the Basketball Hall of Fame as a player or softball or golf. It's all for the coverage. And the, uh, you know, the IBCA is a great one. The Alton one's really interesting because I didn't even go to Alton High. I went to Triad. But I got a, a inducted in the Alton Athletic Hall of Fame as a friend of the program just for my coverage for 40 years at the Telegraph, three at the Advantage, so 43 years in Alton. So I have helped, I help uh, Mrs. Pontius at the Edwardsville High School with the podcast club. And we've started an imitation of this podcast for Edwardsville High School called well, that, The Jungle. That's great. It's been fantastic. And the, and the kids have, have another one called The Tiger Spotlight. Next year, th- at the end of this summer, we're going to have podcast camp for one night. We're going to do some training. And I'm going to have some guest speakers. I would like you to be a guest speaker. I will be there. I want you to be a guest speaker, and I want you to talk to these kids, and I'm going to give you 10 minutes, and then I'm going to let you answer their questions. What do you plan to tell these kids about how to do an interview and how to be on the media side of the microphone? First of all, there's just some general things to take into consideration. Treat people like you want to be treated, first of all. Listen, you don't, as I said, you don't learn anything by talking. Uh, you may have a pre-planned script that you think you're going to go through that may go awry. 
go into it really without any notes and just talk to the person like he's talking to you, like your best friends, see where the conversation goes. And don't, uh, don't try to hog the conversation yourself and make it about you. Uh, one of my favorite uh, sayings is, the measure of a man is not what you do for yourself, but what you do for others. And that's what people appreciate. What do you do f- for other people, not what you do for yourself. Was this sage advice that you knew going into your career over 35 years ago as a journalist, or is this what you learned during these decades at working at your craft? Oh, it's what I learned. It's like, Dave, it's like you being a coach going into tennis or whatever sport. You have your own idea about things, but as you go along the way of the, your life, you learn a little here, a little there. You pick up something from this person, pick up something from that person, learn what to do, learn not what to and also learn not what to do. Uh, the voice of experience is loud, and uh, it, it, it can show, it can teach you things. And uh, another saying I always have, you know, when you're young, you have very little understanding of what's going on, but you think you know it all. When you get older, you have more understanding of things, but you realize you really don't know it all. You're staying busy these days, though. Oh, yeah, I'm on... Seven or eight committees, don't ask me to name all of them. I don't know if I can, but three with the IBCA, the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association, uh, one's with a golf tournament, then the Hall of Fame committee. And we also have a legacy committee where we go back and look at people that played in the 40s and 50s and even the 60s. Not my heyday, but we, we look back then. Somebody might have slipped through the cracks. It was a good basketball player and for whatever reason, was missed back then. So it's called the Legacy Committee. And we always put in a few people, uh, men and women. Women, you know, didn't, uh, girls didn't start playing until the early 70s. Uh, but that's really interesting because you find some player that uh, maybe you didn't know about. It was from an obscure small school, a school that was closed. And yeah, this player was pretty good, deserves to be in. Then I'm with the Gallatin uh, Committee, which we'll talk about. We're right. having our 76th banquet and St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame and a couple other ones. So I'm probably more busy now than when I was as, as a writer. But now you get to pick and choose. Now you don't have to go cover whatever the Telegraph sends you to go cover. Now you can you can go spend your time researching this basketball player or that basketball player, and, and you love it. Well, you know, when you're covering a game, you got to get there early watch the game, and then your, your work really starts after the game when you have to put it all together, talk to the coaches and players, make a story out of it. Now I can go to a game, get there at game time, leave at the end of the game, or if it's a bad game, I can leave before the end of the game and not have to worry about doing anything. But I still enjoy going to games, talking to people, and that's what sports are all about. People talk about think it's numbers and st- statistics, but it's really about people. Everybody's got a story to tell, no matter what sport it is. And the thing about you is you've been doing it for so long, but when I talk to you, your enthusiasm for sports, if it's possible, it's it's increased. It's, it's not waning in the slightest. Well, I still have a passion for it, and no matter what you do, you have to have a passion for it, whether you're writing sports or doing something else. 
if you don't have passion for what you're doing, then you're you're in you're in the wrong job or in the wrong position. Um, you got to love what you're doing, and uh, for me, it's just been a labor of love all these years, and I've uh, never lost that. I want to talk about uh, this last this last weekend of uh, three six one eight champions for women's basketball for girls high school basketball from the six one eight a big big weekend locally. Uh, for the Metro East basketball teams. But first, if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side, please give our partners at Keller Williams Marquee Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game the chance to serve you. They've got offices in O'Fallon and Edwardsville with more than 165 agents. The Blasting Games are a family-owned business that has helped over 11,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly, quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing, and they helped us find the perfect home, and they can do the same for you. No wonder they've been ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call at 618-578-9276 or check them out online at BlastingGameGroup.com. You will not be disappointed. I get you some water. No, I'm I'm okay. We've got our intern out there, Keaton, sitting out there doing nothing. We can get him to do that. I'm just starting to get a little older, I guess. I I never thought I never thought I'd get old because you I'm, still seem like a young man to I, me. I'm young at heart. I'll always be young at heart. So my age, uh, maybe I won't show my age. Just a number. Time. Just a number. Like the song says. Okay, let's talk about the uh, women. This last weekend, the girls locally, we had a one A state champion in Oakville. We had a 2A state champion in Modern Day, and we had a 4A state champion in O'Fallon Township High School. So that's a, that's a big weekend a, for the girls. Oh, unbelievable. The only thing I can compare it to is a couple years ago in soccer, we had three state champions in three classes, soccer's three, basketball's four. Uh, Oakville wasn't a surprise in 1A. Oakville was playing 3A and 4A people all year. They played Alton tough. They played O'Fallon tough. Uh, so it didn't surprise me they won and won a modern day got uh, got going the second half of the season and put it all together with a great playoff run and O'Fallon had a remarkable year great battles with Alton Alton and O'Fallon played four times this year they split four games those were the only two games Alton lost and those were the only two games O'Fallon lost and O'Fallon beat him in the sectional semi at O'Fallon and you might make the case that was, uh, if not the state championship game, was really close to it. Really was a great, great year for both teams, and I thought the exact same thing. I thought, man, Alton was right there, and the Alton could have finished in the top four, top two. Who knows? Alton could have been a state champion. And O'Fallon had a lot of seniors this year. Alton is a very young team, and they're a team on the uptick, and they'll be a team that will look to compete with the best of the best next year, they were ranked number one this year at one time. Yes, until O'Fallon beat them. So that that was uh, and most of the players on Alton are so, the sophomores and freshmen. So they're they're going to be loaded for years. And I went back and looked it up. That was the first Alton team to be basketball team to be ranked number one since the boys team way back in seventy three seventy four. Won the Collinsville, uh, won the Carbondale tournament, beat Collinsville, and they were ranked number one. 
So, uh, and, and, you know, in the 60s, Alton had great track and great football. But for basketball, that goes back. Uh, Alton team hadn't been ranked number one since actually the first week of uh, 1974. And that was a boys team. This women's basketball team is going to make a case for being one of the greatest Alton teams, any sport ever, when they're done, when this group of girls is 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 done and gone through in a couple of years. Well, it's great to see, too, because Alton's uh, had some not-so-good teams and not-so-great teams the past 20, 30 years. In fact, the last time Alton won the Southwestern Conference Championship for girls was 1985. In basketball. In, in girls' basketball, yes. So that's uh, 38 38 years or so, and they had a lot of years where they were way under 500, and uh, it's it's hard when you're down to get back to the top or to get to the top. Sometimes when you're at the top, it's easier to go from the top to the bottom, but to go from the bottom to the top is really hard to do, and I give Alton a lot of credit the way they've uh, the way they've built their program from the bottom. Good junior high program, good feeder program, and they had one or two uh, state champions in there seventh or eighth grade and that that set the that set the tone for for this season and for future seasons sort of like Edwardsville baseball you know I don't know how many junior high or, or championships they've won but it seems like they always do well at the lower levels and that continues at the varsity level I noticed the same thing it they've won multiple I don't know the exact number but they won multiple middle school or junior high girls basketball championship years ago and it didn't translate as quickly to success at the high school level as I thought. And I asked some people, what's going on there? How come, you know, we're going from state championships in middle school? And supposedly they were they lost some girls. Some girls didn't want were good at middle school but wound up not going to AHS. Well, I guess now those girls are making the transition like they want them to, and good for them. Yeah, it's great to see. It's it's always great to see, you know, success stories just I don't want to say come out of nowhere, but uh, for Alton, they've, they've been down on hard luck and hard times for so long. It's really exciting to see what they've done the last. And, you know, last year they won 20 games. Edwards will beat them in a close regional championship game. So you could see it coming, and it's still building. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Alton wins a state championship in girls basketball. And O'Fallon, what a load. You oh, saw them play, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, they were great. You know, four great games with Alton. I mean, uh, O'Fallon won the two games in O'Fallon, including the sectional semi. Alton won the game in Alton and also uh, won a tournament game uh, against O'Fallon. So they, they were matched pretty even. Okay. Great weather day today. Sunny, nice. It's got me thinking about golf. And when I think about golf, I think about Oak Brook Golf Club. Located northeast of Edwardsville, Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public golf facility. Their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as friendliest staff, best course to host a fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction to an afternoon out on the links by yourself or with your buds, the Brook wants to win your business. I've personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I will attest Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, give them a call at 656-5600 or check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. You're not a golfer, are you, Steve? 
I used to play, but I decided, uh, well, other people decided that maybe I should cover golf and not play golf. And ever since, and the trees and the worms have been very happy for you in your absence. I, I was good at hitting the ball in the water, hitting the ball in the rough. I mean, uh, nobody could hit the ball out of bounds like me. I, I'm uh, temporarily retired, possibly permanently. All right, let's talk Gallatin Awards. That's, that's the big thing that's coming up. And what are the Harry Gallatin Awards? Well, the Gall- Harry Gallatin Awards are for the top uh, – male and female basketball players in the River Bend, which is in the Alton area. It includes teams from Alton, Marquette Catholic out of Alton, Civic Memorial, East Alton Wood River, and Roxana. The awards are set for Sunday, March 26th, 6 o'clock at the Best Western Hotel. That's the old Holiday Inn in Alton. And we'll pick the uh, Players of the Year, Girls and Boys, 110% award winners, free throw champions, team sportsmanship, recognize the most valuable players for each team. Uh, it's the 76th year for the ward. The wards go back to 1946, and no, I did not attend the I first. I was going to say, weren't you uh, in sixth grade then? Uh, no, but I'll tell you who was there. 1946, the speaker, Chuck Taylor. Wow. Now, you know who Chuck Taylor is. Chuck oh, I, Taylor. Got, I wore the Chuck Taylors when I played uh, the, the, the high tops. when I They were green when I played at Grigsby Junior High. And they had the black high tops at the low riders, they called them. Uh, Chuck, everybody I think that I've ever known has worn a pair of Chuck Taylor all-star Converse shoes. There you go. So um, the Exchange Club, which is a, a service organization of Alton, sponsored the uh, awards for a lot, the Players of the Year award for a long time. But like so many service clubs, uh, the members dwindled. Uh, you know, like Kiwanis or Optimist, you you name a club, and they were no longer able to do it. Well, we wanted to keep it going a couple of years ago. We didn't have money on hand, uh, you know, for, for it to continue. Well, we talked to John Simmons, and uh, John said he would make a one-year donation so we could have the awards. He said if you just name them for the Gallatin Awards for Harry Gallatin, who was from Roxana and a NBA uh, all-star, he's in 10 basketball Hall of Fames, believe it or not. Not Hall of Fames, 10 basketball Hall of Fames. So John kept us afloat for a year, and we've had trivia nights, which you have been, you have attended, and some other fundraising adventures. Have a lot of great sponsors that will pay for trophies or basketballs, and uh, all, the, all the money we get doesn't go to us. It pays for the meals. All the players get in for free and eat for free, and so do the coaches. Uh, parents, it's $25 per person, but tickets will be available at the door that night. The doors will open at 5 o'clock. And last year when we had the 75th, it was very well attended because a lot of the farmer winners came back, and we had winners back from as uh, early or late, whatever you want to call it, as the 1970s. And uh, But we're starting on another 75 years. So if I'm on here for the 150th one, Dave, and you're interviewing me. That'll be a record. We'll be doing good. That'll be a record. It was a cool thing last year. I went. The mayor of Alton. David Goins was the featured speaker. Gave a fantastic speech. A former basketball star himself. He did a great job. I thought it was nice. I, I actually had the unbelievably good fortune to be seated next to Mrs. Gallatin. Well, she's got some stories to tell, and uh, as, of course, Harry did too. You know, Harry's the only guy to coach both 
at SIU Edwardsville and SIU Carbondale in basketball. He's the only guy to be the athletic director at both schools, and he's the only guy in both schools' halls of fame. It's pretty cool. And this year, our featured speaker is somebody you know, Sean Roundtree from Edwardsville. And Sean was a you know exceptional basketball player in high school and college, and now he's doing great things in movies and TV shows and other things. So he'll be a dynamic speaker, I think. My former student at Edwardsville High School, Sean Roundtree. And what did you teach Sean? Sports and lit, probably. Okay. Um, probably was the course in which I had him. And if I had him for sports and lit, then I taught him to have a backup plan and to pay attention and to work hard. You know, when you study Arthur Ashe and Roberto Clemente and Mark Fidrich and Mia Hamm, and we read the uh, stories about the average athletes, the kids learn, learn a lot more than they think, even at the time. And they, and they are aware that they are learning a lot. Well, you're going to have an exciting Gallatin Awards this year because there's been a lot of good basketball played in the area. Who are some of the kids that I got to keep an eye out for? You got a bunch of Alton girls. Uh, Alton that, girls and that uh, we've talked about. Proctor uh, is probably uh, a strong candidate for, for sure. female player of the year, yes. And Buckley from Civic Memorial, the seven footers, a strong candidate for the male player of the year. And, but the other awards are interesting, too, because we give a 110% award yep. for, you know, sort of a hustle award. And we also have uh, basketballs donated. So if you don't go home with a trophy, you might go home uh, with a basketball. And if you're a basketball player, if you don't get a trophy, what better gift to go home with than a basketball? Marquette boys. Had a good year, too. Very a good year. Very good postseason run, it seemed. They'll be a team that I'm sure you'll recognize that night. Yes, they had some good players. Parker Macias for one of them, and, and Klein was a good player. Uh, and they won a regional at Litchfield before losing in the sectional at Newton. Uh, but had a great year and a new coach, uh, Cody Best, and uh, look for big things there. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited about it. And we'll also be giving a – a service award that we've uh, given out the past three or four years to people in the community who've donated a lot of time to either helping us or helping with basketball. Kathy Snipes got it last year, who you know went in the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame this year. So uh, we do a lot of good things for the community, and uh, we're really appreciative of all the people that can donate their time or some money uh, or whatever to helping us continue this bank because it's 76 years old and we knew that if it fell off or dropped for one year, it would never come back. So something that old and prestigious or historic, whatever you want to call it, we want to continue. And when you say we, you got a mouse in your pocket? Uh, uh, Gallatin Committee. And I'll mention the guys on there. Bill Roseberry, a good friend of yours, is the president. And Bill Roseberry gets a ton of credit for stepping in on this, too. Bill did. Bill did. Uh, he's the president. He's done yeoman work with this. Frank Akers, Joe Silkwood, uh, Tim Lawrence. It's like the who's who of East Alton Wood River politics. Well, Joe was the mayor of uh, East Alton. Frank was the mayor, mayor of Wood River. Tim Lawrence, who, y you know, knows everybody in Bethalto. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Dan Cruz, Al Womack, you know Al. Of course. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, great people on our committee. Uh, and without them, everybody does something well. And, and, in fact, some of them do more than one thing. What do you do well? Uh, maybe talk. I don't know. 
uh, actually point and smile, point and smile. And, uh, I get it, make a little speech every year, or a note speech about things that are going on, but I do contact the coaches and take care of the voting and, uh, you know, to make sure that everybody votes and, you know, that, the, that everybody contributes and we don't leave out anybody. So everybody's got their job. I'm, I'm the vice president and you know what the vice president does. It sort of follows the president around. There you go. Where can people find out more information about the Gallatin Awards? It's on Facebook. Just uh, look up Gallatin Awards. And if you want to join, you can join. It'll say, uh, you know, an invitation to join the Gallatin Awards. Hit it, and we'll look at it and see who you are. And there shouldn't be any problem. You can join it, see what's going on. Again, it's March 26, 6 o'clock, the best Western premier hotel in Edward in Alton tickets are $25 each at the door and uh, all varsity players and coaches get in free. So we hope to see you there. And it's for a good cause. It's for basketball for the river Bend area. Steve, thanks so much for coming by. Congrat- congratulations on your, on your, how many hall, halls of fame? Did you say this is for you? Uh, one, two, three, five, five hall of fame. Number five. Very deserving. It's always a pleasure to see you. You're a master wordsmith and a gentleman and always filled with sage advice. Steve Porter, thanks so much. Dave, it's always my pleasure. And you would have thought that I would have taken your classes. Of course, I'm a little bit older than you. Just a little so, bit. So so maybe maybe you in one of my classes one time. That'd be know. fun. I'd love it. Yeah. Okay, Dave. Thank thanks. you. We've got the Mespy winners for bowling, O'Fallon Township High School for boys bowling, I should say. Second place finished at state just a couple weeks ago at the state finals. But first, Callaway Home Loans. Andy Callaway of Callaway Home Loans saves me money every month now, and he'll save my family thousands in the long run. How? He refinanced my existing mortgage, and he can do the same for you. Rates are low, they're all over the place, and you need to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refinance. They do conventional FHA and VA loans. And ask for the MESP special. If you refinance with Andy, he'll donate $300, $300 to the Metro East High School or Junior High team of your choice. He'll give 300 bucks to Mosquito Bowling. You like that idea, Mike? I'd rather be O'Fallon. He'll give 300 bucks to O'Fallon Bowling. He'll give $300 to the bowling team or basketball team. He'll give $300 to the state champion Panthers girls basketball team if you want him to, Mike. Yep. Not a bad place to spend that money. You get to decide. All you got to do is give Andy a call today at 618-830-3332. Save money and support your favorite team in the Metro East. Take out that mortgage and get the 300 bucks for O'Fallon Bowling. Why wouldn't they? Makes sense to me. Okay, welcome to the show, Coach Mike Imes. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Congratulations on a fantastic year. It was uh, it was really a good year. It was uh, a surprising year, but uh, we we worked really hard, and uh, I was glad we got it. it was- I was a little bit surprised when I looked at the list of of uh, top ten finish at, in the state of, of Illinois. First place Salem, second place O'Fallon, third place Muscuda. I mean, I feel like the local teams were right there with the best of the best this year in the state of Illinois for bo- boys bowling. Uh, that that is that's the first time that's happened. Really? Yeah. We that we were up on the stage getting our awards, 
And uh, I, Steve Ludwig from Salem was up there, and Mark was up there from Escuda, and we all looked around and went, wow, there's no northern teams this year. This is awesome. And it was uh, the first sweep that we've had, um, and it's been 20 years now uh, with the boys' program, and it's the first sweep by the south. Amazing. And you brought a couple of your uh, star bowlers with you right here. Let's start with you, Nathan Bassford. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Fantastic year for you, Nathan. What would you remember about this year? Uh, just being able to lead the team, uh, just making it to the state finals. Um, this is the first time we made it all together as a team to the state finals since I was a freshman, so it was pretty nice. How long have you been there, Mike? 20 years. Was this the best team, best finish you had? We are celebrating our other runner-up at, at the Hall of Fame banquet uh, this Thursday. Oh. This was, we've had one other second, okay. uh, second place. So you tied a program high. This year, okay, and and you brought another one of your stars with you, sophomore Connor Lunnings. Welcome to the show, Connor. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. What are you gonna remember about this year? Um, probably just the experience, taking all this away. Um, it was all great. I, I loved every single bit of it. You know, the team chemistry, um, being able to go out and make it. You know, past sectionals in a high place. You know, feeling good going into state. Um, after the first day of state, we were all really comfortable and nobody was stressed. So it was a really good experience for all of us. And thankfully, we're only losing one senior um, and another one. But uh, next year should be back and ready. Yeah, you guys are going to be good again next year, Coach. You're looking forward to having the bulk of your team back. The only kid you're losing is Nathan. Well, that's that's. I'm going to tell you though, that's that's going to be a loss. We he was uh, it was a big driver this year. He spent a lot of time this summer. You know, we have contact days and. I take vacation time, so uh, Nathan took that on to bring the kids in on his own, practice with them, did skill drills, just kept them motivated. And uh, I was a big driver this year for us to um, to finish. And um, he won't take the credit for it, but we needed uh, uh, a spare, and we need at least a spare in the tenth room to take second place. And the lanes are really dry, and he moved extremely far left and made a shot that. Uh, Got us the trophy to pick up a spare. To pick up a spare to get which pins were left three six ten, really. And two years prior to that, we missed going through the sectional by a guy chopping the three six ten. And I, when he left it, I went. At least this year it was either second or third. It wasn't advance or go home. We knew we were getting the trophy, just a matter of which one. But he he picked it up, and uh, that's how we got second place. The part part of it that him making that. Shot Do you talk me. to him before that? I was back with my hands in front of me praying <laughs> that he picked the spare. He's, he's been key all year. He averaged 218 for the season. He hasn't missed too many spares. So we were uh, – I, I felt pretty good about him picking it. So uh, Did you know what was at stake when you threw that last ball? To be honest with you, no. The I last was, ball of your high school career. Yeah, so it came down to we just needed a mark in the 10th, and I didn't know that, so I was just going up there to fill a frame. Basically, and ended up filling a frame and taking seconds. So, and what was the reaction afterwards? Oh my gosh, I just <laughs> remember hugging all my teammates after I saw. Because they did 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 you guys know what was what was up with that last ball? Did you know he had to make that pick up that last spare to get the second place trophy? Yeah, so I was standing up front, and you know my heart was racing. I'm like, because we were checking with Mascuda, and we were really close. You know, it was like head to head, and he made the shot, and. I was kind of standing there, like, I was kind of freaking out. And he was kind of walking back and everything, you know, like, everything's fine, just filling the frame. I'm like, well, at least he's not stressing. 
And then when he picked it, um, I mean, I, me personally, I got really excited because I knew that was it, and then we just needed a good count. Um, so everybody was excited. That was probably the biggest moment of the year. Was it? Yeah. Never forget it. Never, ever. And they mobbed you. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you and yeah. you felt great, and it was and, – and what a great way to end your career. Yeah. Right? Awesome. Yeah. Okay, what's, what's uh, next for you, Nathan? Uh, I will be attending Linwood University, St. Charles. Uh, I will be bowling there, and I'm going to double major in cybersecurity and computer science while minoring That's, in pre-engineering. How about that? What a great, what a fantastic major. Anytime the kids in my class tell me that they're going to m- major in cybersecurity, I'm always just like, kid, you're never going to look for a job. You're always going to, you're always going to be gainfully employed. Very right. Yeah, without a doubt. All right. So he's been like a second coach. I mean, all the work he did with this summer, taking the kids under his wing. You're going to miss this kid it next was, year. It was it was quite a transition. He wasn't uh, that 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 involved until uh, I mean, he was involved. He was working on his game. They all work hard to bowl well. But this year, I don't, I'm not sure what what motivated him. But I think the friendship. I think the, he's good friends with the bowlers, and um, he just worked with them. He, they, he he wanted to get there this year after missing it. And I think he just put the extra time in to bring the guys together and work on equipment, work on skills drills, just to enhance their games to get them ready. And uh, the guys made quite a bit of improvement from the first of the season. If you were told you told me we were going to take the trophy second place, I would have said, "Give me the trophy, and uh, I'll take it now." What did motivate you? Um, to be honest with you, just being able to go out and enjoy it. It was there was really no pressure. Um, throughout the first three years, I had a lot of pressure on me because I felt like I was going to get pulled if I made a bad shot. But this year I, I knew that I, I probably wasn't going to come out. And after like our second tournament or whatever, I didn't have a very good look and I had a bad day and I asked Mike to pull me and he goes, if, if you're pulled, then we have something wrong going on. So Mike's quite a bowling aficionado. What has he taught you guys about the sport? Um, so me personally, so he always used to help me when I would go in there one-handed. Um, about a year and a half to two years ago, I'd go in there, and I'd always be seeking for help. Um, I wouldn't try and let it come to me because I feel like if I waited too long, then the time would be up. So when I switched to two-handed, I um, immediately started practicing a lot more, um, getting the repetition in there, and then I started getting better and better. Um, I asked him for help, and he gave me it. Um, and then before this season, and even last season, you know, I started becoming better friends with Nathan. So that helps, you know, his, you know, encouragement and his knowledge to the game just really, really stepped up and really came in to be really good help. You switched from one-handed to two-handed. Yes, that's a huge change, right, for a bowler. Why did you make that change? It's just one-handed just wasn't cutting it. Um, one hand, it was just a lot of light hits. I wasn't, you know, getting the reaction I needed. And honestly, I wasn't that good. Um, I just, I wanted to be better. Um, I came out of junior high, maybe not averaging as well as I wanted to. And after my freshman year, just after switching two handed, I mean, I could see a huge improvement. So I knew that I'd made the right decision. And was that your idea to go to two handed? Well, actually, um, we were in a practice one day and it was, I think mainly it was between Nathan and then one of our old assistant coaches. I was like, I'm just going to throw it and then see what happens. And it actually didn't look bad. So then we just kind of worked on it for a week or two. And then it kind of started to look like natural. So Exclusively two-handed now? Yes. That's cool. I'm learning. 
Yeah. What did you think when the kid wanted to make the change to two-handed coach? Well, it, it's it is a big change, and when you're in, you're like the middle of the season, and you you know you, you you're, you're kind of skeptical, but um, AJ, the guy that was helping us at the time, uh, was familiar with the style, and uh, when he did it, it, just being being small frame, he just didn't have the ball speed. He wasn't getting he wasn't scoring, and that was he was getting frustrated with that. And then um, when he picked up the two handed, it just kind of fit. And as soon as he started doing it, he started getting better, more accurate, more power, and his scores jumped pretty quick. And he put um, he moved himself up from the JV team to varsity uh, because of the the change in his uh, his average. I watched some of your film when you were with one hand. I felt like you were rolling the ball well, picking up your spares, but your pin action and your ball velocity weren't where they needed to be. But when you switched to the two hand, I felt like you got the velocity and the pin action. You were still hitting the pocket like you needed to. How'd I sound, Coach? Good. I awesome. made all that up. Awesome. That, 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 that's all the that's all the bowling <laughs> lingo I know. Like pin action and ball velocity and picking up the spares. You're dead on. It's a great sport, though. It is a great sport. Do you love it? I do love it. I I bowled. Um, uh, I bowled when I was in when I was in the Air Force. I bowled. Uh, my parents started me out when I was really young. But uh, when I retired, I got a job offer to come to um, St. Clair, and they wanted me to build a youth program and build the high school program. And uh, we started with eight teams first year. Now we're at 36. 36 youth teams. 30, 36 high school teams. Okay. And then we now, we after we got the high school squared away, now we have 30 junior high teams and so in, in our area. You've led the effort to create these high school teams locally? I was hired, I was hired by uh, Phil Cameron and Matt Schellebarger from St. Clair Bowl to build uh, a high school bowling program. That was my charter. And... The PBA, who wasn't who was who was financing adding bowling in the IHSA? wasn't wasn't the Professional Bowling Association or the American Bowling Association behind some of the financing? No, no, I it was uh, I can tell you it was a hundred percent bowling proprietors in Southern Illinois. People they that paid. owned lanes, yep. wanted to inspire. Did they pick up the tab for any of the coaches? They picked up every. They picked up. The um, coaching salaries. I knew somebody five, was for five years. Okay, five. I knew it was somebody. Okay, so the local, but they had a, an association. This wasn't just guys just writing a check. They had a bowling association. No, there, there's a there is a there is an association, but the the funding was coming from it, all the centers weren't included. So the only ones that were paying were the centers that had a program. So like St. Clair Bowl had four, three or four schools. They were paying coaches' salaries for three schools. For five years. Five years. To get the ball rolling. Yes. I looked at the model in the peripheral. I didn't have the podcast at the time. But I heard what was happening, and I thought, that is a genius idea. Because you get these schools to have these programs, and if the programs are are interesting to kids, if you're getting numbers, they're going to keep the programs. Yes. And that's what's happened. That's what happened. So when you started, how many high school teams were there locally? We had we started with eight the first year, and we were scattered everywhere, from Marissa to Alton. So we traveled. We traveled a long way to um, to compete. And then over time, now I think almost every conference, every local conference now has their own teams. Like Southwest Conference has their own program. Cahokia Conference, Mississippi Valley, they've all incorporated and they've all have their own their own team, their own. They're within their um, 
conferences like they are other sports. It is an official Southwestern Conference sport. Girls and boys bowling is worth just as much toward the all-sports trophy as football, basketball, and baseball, and not everybody understands that. That is true. But you understand that, and I understand that. So congratulations yes. to Thanks. you. Thanks. Congratulations for, for helping the sport. Kind of the Johnny Appleseed of uh, local bowling right here. It's, it's, it's been phenomenal. Matter of fact, I think last weekend we had a uh, college tournament. We have, a lot, we have a lot of kids that have gone to college through bowling, through, through our bowling programs in southern Illinois. And um, I watched um, Missouri Baptist. They bowled uh, two weekends ago. And I looked over at the girls, and I noticed five girls, five starters are from southern Illinois. Wow. And I thought that makes makes you feel pretty good knowing that you were involved in the start of this program, and now you're seeing colleges benefit from what we from what we've done. And you've been at, and you've been the head coach at O'Fallon for all twenty years, also. Yes. And you're training at St. Clair Bowl. Yes. Training these kids and working with these kids. I'm the youth. I'm the youth director. Is my full time job there at the center, and I get to see these guys all the time. I mean, they start out. And the, they start out in the fall in August bowling in our youth program, and then they're working on stuff before they come out to tryouts. And how many boys did you have in your program this year, in your, in your entire uh, O'Fallon high school team? How many boys? Fifteen. Okay. Did you cut anybody? No, I didn't. Okay. And girls? Are you the head girls coach also? No. Gary, okay. Gary Spencer is the girls coach. Okay. How many kids do they have on that team? Eight. You know what the my favorite part about bowling is? You never have to cancel due to rain. As a tennis coach, I look at bowling and I think it's never hot, right? Unless the lanes are hot there, it's probably always 70 degrees and the weather is always perfect indoors. So so good, good for you for that. All right, guys. Well, what are you going to miss about Panther bowling next year? Um, to be honest with you, just being able to bowl every day, see my best friends, That's that's about it. To be honest with you, just the team atmosphere, team chemistry. What are you looking forward to for next year, Connor? I'm looking forward to everybody kind of building the same same team chemistry we had this year. Um, I'm hoping to kind of have the same the same story this year. Just do it again. Looking, I'm really looking forward to it. Coach, congrats on a great year. Thanks. What are you more passionate about, riding motorcycles or coaching bowling? I saw a couple of pictures of you. You're a big motorcycle you're, guy, huh? You're test- got the got the Harley Davidson T-shirt on. You're testing me. You're t- no, I tell you what, you can't. Um, once I started coaching, you can't. Um, you can't beat it. I mean, uh, the, the amount of uh, we just had five bowlers come back this weekend that reunite, reunited together to bowl in a Baker tournament, and I hadn't seen them in, in quite a while. And it was just uh, the friendships I've made with not just the bowlers but the families. Um, they always, the kids always stop, always come back by, how are you doing? You know, just, just to stop and say hi, or, uh, let me know where, where they're going or what they're doing. So it's, uh, I would have to say the bowling first, the motorcycle's fun, but, um, the memories I have through, uh, being a bowling coach, uh, uh, are way, are, are way more than what I have, uh, on the motorcycle. Well, congratulations, Mike. It's obviously that uh, Coach Imes. It's obvious that you're passionate about it, and you're and you got the success, and you've done great things not just for the Panthers, 
but for the entire sport. So congratulations to you on all the success you had. Nathan, good luck next year on the, on the bowling team at, you said Lindenwood, right? Yes, sir. Lindenwood, you're going to do great things there. Connor, I can't wait to follow you next year. You're going to have another awesome, two more great years as a Panther there, right? Of course. So you had to have been feeling pretty good about yourself finishing second. You thought, man, this is probably going to be the best any O'Fallon team does this winter. And then the girls' basketball team comes behind you and wins the state championship. How cool is that? Well, you know, it's, it's really neat that the only thing is uh, Salem's beginning to be a thorn. Uh, they can, We bowled them in several tournaments, and they always have this big game. We're always we're right there with them till like, the end of the tournament, and then they turn it on and shoot this big game, and exactly what they did at State. State, we were, we were probably 15 pins behind them going into game five, and then they shoot this 1,100, and that gap, we shot 1040, but that gap is what they won by. And, and that, but you know what? That's it's bowling. It's an offensive game, but um, uh, I'm just glad he's got. A, he's a great coach. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Steve Ludwig. Steve Ludwig. This is the second week in a row we've talked about Steve Ludwig at Salem. Mascuta Bowlers were talking about him as well. Yep, he's, he's got a great program. He's he's a proprietor. Um, he does a lot for the youth. His kids are in there all the time bowling. He does a lot of tournaments like we do. So his kids are getting a lot of experience. Uh, he's losing a bunch of seniors. I'm thinking next year we're going to sneak up. We're going to sneak by him next year. That's it, my that's my goal. It's a rivalry to watch. Oh yeah. Oh, it's and the thing is, the thing is, they're all the the kids are. It's it's really funny when you watch them hang out together and you go to a tournament and they're all talking and all of a sudden they get on the lanes. It's like, yeah, we're going to beat them. You know, it's it's just a, it's the it, it's it's a friendship, but yet it's competitive. They want they want to beat them. How long does a bowling match? last say you know when you bowl against collinsville in the southwestern conference how long does that take two and a half two and a half three hours we usually we usually try to start by 3 30 and we're usually getting out of there between 5 30 and six o'clock yeah pretty standard like yeah. for most sports then and how many kids count toward the score you have you're bowling five okay five one because i saw six yeah. scores though in a lot of the section in your sectional lineup why did I we see six, six games? We bowl three games. We bowl three games in the morning. We break for lunch. Then we come back and bowl three games. That's that's the way the IHSA set the sectionals up. It's a six-game format. You like the format? Is it what you would do in a uh, tournament? You know, I, I do I do like it. We've bowled other tournaments. We have a tournament at home at St. Clair that uh, has Baker in it where all, all five bowlers get to bowl two frames. It's more of a team, more of a team concept. But man, is it fun to watch! It, it, it's uh, they the kids love the tournament. When that's the only we bowling all year is at our house, but they enjoy that uh, the competition. Each bowler has to make each bowler has to make two shots. You can't hide, you can't hide a bowler. The, each each bowler has to come in and make two shots. I would think mixed doubles would be fun too. You guys ever doing that? That's more the only time we do mixed doubles is mostly if they're doing uh, fundraising or, or stuff like that. Uh, typically, they're boys, and there is a tournament that we do called Crosstown um, up in Highland that the boys bowl, the girls bowl. We combine their scores to to determine the champion, and that's kind of that's kind of neat. Something something different. All right, Panthers, congratulations on the Mespy. Congratulations on finished second place in state. You guys had a great year, guys. Thanks so much for coming by. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you. Come on back again sometime. Big thanks tonight to guests 
Aubrey Wallace, Steve Porter, Coach Imes, Nathan Basford, Connor Lunnings, and for partners, Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquee, Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, and Wang Gang Asian Eats. And for associate producers, Keaton Anderson and Connor Hinterser, thank you for listening to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East. <laughs>